This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by Profitability Movement. Google Profitability-Movement to join this community of business owners focused on building profit, increasing wealth, and giving back. Thank you for joining us. Here is how we will help your business and you today. Ever heard of the home comfort book? I hadn't until Nate Adams stopped by the Women in HVACR booth at AHR. Nate graciously gave me a copy of the book, autographed, of course, and I found it entertaining and easy to read and something that consumers could really use. So I invited Nate to be my guest to talk about the home comfort book. Nate, welcome to Contractor Sense. Well, thanks for having me, Ruth. My pleasure. So it's a cool book. I really liked it. <laughs> What, what did you like best about it? It was easy for a customer to understand what was going on. It wasn't written in scientific, um, technical jargon, um, you know, or something that a tech would understand or an engineer would understand. It was really, really easy. And it was, it was fun to read, actually. Oh, good. That was my hope. Uh, I don't know if you saw in the introduction I put in there. This is a dry subject, yeah. building science. <laughs> yes, um, it and it's like, but the it doesn't have to be dry to read about. No, I think you made it fun and interesting, and and made it easy for somebody who was, you know, thinking about you know replacing a, a heating and air conditioning system to, you know, figure out what's wrong. Number one, if there are things that are wrong, and number two, you know, what the questions they might be able or should be asking customers. Customers should be asking contractors, excuse me. Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you come to write the book? Because I'm an idiot. (laughs) Okay. Now that you're an idiot, what made you sit down and write this book? (laughs) Um, Well, it's an awful lot of work for something that doesn't pay very well. Uh, but fundamentally, I was frustrated that in reading about building science and trying to understand the physics of what's going on of a whole house versus just the system in a house, that it, there it was like everything was 301 and 401, and I really wanted a one-on-one introduction. How about a 50? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, the the goal here was to bring someone who knows nothing about the physics of how a house works up to speed so that they could read more advanced stuff and actually hang on. Um, but then, like, so at the time I wrote this, we were in a consulting model where we would help clients figure out what was wrong with their house and what was likely to fix it. And then... Um, sort of general contract, but it was more project manage the, uh, the, the project to get done. So, I mean, you saw that there's a lot of photos in the book that were from actual projects. Yeah, I did. Um, Like that, that is based in real world. That's, it's not just all theory. I joke that in building science, there's way too many arguments over specification sheets. We're like, well, in theory, this should work. And I'm like, well, have you sold it or done it? Well, no, then eh, frankly, shut up. Um, like yeah. it, it, show me some real world stuff and what's something that we can actually sell and get installed um, where it works and the clients are happy and it's something that can be done without requiring Michael Jordan level talent. Yeah. 
Well, um, it's interesting because, you know, you have the engineering side and the architect side who say that this should work. And we have the contractors who go when they look at the plans a lot of times, this won't work. And, and <laughs> it's fertile ground for lawsuits is the only way I can describe it. Oh, it's it, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I love seeing a floor plan. Like it's an open floor plan. Okay, where's my chases to get to the second floor with ductwork? Yeah. We'll figure it out. Um, you're not going to like what I figure out right now. I'll tell you that. Um, uh, although it's it, the book is primarily about retrofit work. How ah. do we deal with a house that's there now and uh, make it a nice place to live? And uh, like the consistent feedback that we get from clients when we finish those projects was, I can't believe that this is the same house. Yeah, I believe it. Um, and so it, the other thing that the book led to is what we're doing now, which is uh, HVAC 2.0. And it's it, you would appreciate this piece. It's fundamentally a sales process mm -hmm. for HVAC replacements where you just offer people a bunch of options and a bunch of education and you let them choose their own adventure to what works best for them. And it's amazing when you use education, like the, the second chapter of the book, HVAC 101, yeah. people tend to buy really nice stuff. Yeah. Um, they know. I mean, that's fun. Yeah. My, my thing is when there's a confused mind or when people don't understand, they default to the cheap, to the lowest price. Yeah. It's, if you can't understand where the value is, why are you going to pay more? Yeah. Agreed. Um, so yeah, that's, that's all it is. So, and we've found that our contractor network has enjoyed using that chapter, but it's still too much. I mean, the, the HVAC 101 chapter, it's, it's 16 pages and uh, you saw it's a lot of photos. Um, in yeah. fact, it totally cracked me up. A, a good friend of mine in the podcasting world, uh, in the clean tech space, he has a three-year-old daughter and they went skiing and uh, he told her to go grab a book to, to look at in the car and uh -huh. she grabbed my book. <laughs> A three-year-old. Um, cool. uh, I showed the rough draft to my partner and he's like, I didn't realize you were doing a, a kid's book for adults. So well, it's, sometimes it, that's what it takes, you know? Yeah. I mean, if, if you're going to get complex concepts across easily, um, you don't want to be boring and you probably need pictures. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is not like a kid's ABC book. This is an ABC book for replacements or, you know, how to deal with your house and things that you don't are not comfortable with in your house, you know, but you still need the ABCs because most people walk into their house, they turn on, you know, their thermostat's working and it's either heating or cooling their home and they never think about it until guess what? It breaks. Yeah. Yeah. Something like 85% of systems are replaced in emergency situations. Yeah, I believe it. I absolutely believe it because people don't, never mind, don't get me on my horse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's something you don't want to think about. And also like if something's relatively reliable, it just falls out of your mind because we have so many things to think about in our lives anyway. Yeah. But, um, like I, it, yeah. Now we drive vans with a jillion or cars with a jillion miles on them. I mean, my van just turned over 165,000. And like I've put tires on it and it did burn an alternator up. But aside from that, in 60,000 miles, I've just done oil changes. Yeah, well, the, you did the oil changes. So when it, it's in, when I tell my clients um, and their techs, say, look, you know, depending upon where you are located, like here in Atlanta, 
um, the average life expectancy for a system, a cooling system in Atlanta is 10 to 12 years. So you're doing the maintenance on a 10 year old system. Mrs. Jones, your system is operating the best possible condition for its age. I wanted to let you know that manufacturers suggest that your system has a life expectancy of 10 to 12 years. Um, you may want to consider starting to budget for a new one. All right. Yep. And one of three things happens. They say, thank you very much. They say, well, how much should I budget? Or they say, I hell, let's just go ahead and do it. That doesn't yep. happen very often. But if tech number one goes in there and the spring check, or excuse me, sorry, in the cooling check <laughs> and says, you know, 10-year-old system, the guy doing the heating check in the fall goes in and says the same thing. By the time we were doing it for 12 years, at least they've been educated. So if that compressor dies in, you know, 12 and a half years, they could go, oh, crap, you told me about it. And it's not a surprise. Yep. Or they will have replaced it, one of the two. So that's the way I think about it. Anyway. All right. That's, that's exactly it. But yeah, time for break, right? Yeah, it's absolutely time for break. I just started talking. Sorry about that. But before we take a break, if somebody wants to get the home comfort book, where do they go to get it? It's pretty easy. You go to natethehousewhisperer.com. And there's either a digital version on there or you can get a printed version. Uh, and then True Tech Tools also has it as well. Okay, cool. When we get back, we're going to dive into the book a little bit further. So thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. We'll be right back. Are you one of the contractors who enjoys getting and analyzing your financial statements each month? If not, it's probably because you haven't taken the time to discover what your profit and loss statement and balance sheet are telling you. And you probably are not making good business decisions based on timely, accurate financial statements. You know you have to do something about this, but where do you turn? Root Kings makes your financial statements fun and sexy online course. These easy to understand four sessions explain financial statements in English rather than accounting battle. You'll discover what your financial statements mean and how to analyze them each month. Then you'll have the info you need to spot minor issues and take care of them before they become major crises and run you out of cash. Enroll today. Click on the link in the show notes or call us at 770-729-0258. We're back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. I am talking with Nate Adams, who is the author of the Home Comfort book. And before the break, Nate told us where you can get a copy of the book. So why don't you give everybody where they can get it again? Sure. It's natethehousewhisperer.com. And you can get it either in digital or print form. And one thing I didn't mention is a big chunk of it is free just as a PDF download. Cool. All right. As we were talking during the break, I wanted to talk about the picture with the dead possum. And yes, there is a picture of <laughs> a dead possum. You? Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about that. <laughs> uh, so that's from uh, a friend of mine, Stefan Peter Contess, who works for E3 Innovate. who's a home performance contractor in Nashville. Uh -huh. And... Uh, what it was, was he was crawling through the crawl space and he found a flex duct that was actually returned that had fallen down inside of a dirt crawl space. So you can see the dirt of the crawl space and it must be an old house because it looks like it's plaster around that. Yeah, but the thing does, that you yeah. really notice is the the desiccated dead possum there. And that's um, and, into the house. 
<laughs> yeah. And it's what, like 12, 16 inches away. I mean, like it's, those people have been breathing that. Yeah. Um, for a long time. And that's nasty. So uh, that, that gets into the whole home side of things. So uh, consistently the, the HVAC contractors that I meet. So I don't come to this from any HVAC training at all. Like uh, I managed to sell some systems and learn how to commission and do all this stuff. And I have no formal HVAC training at all. Um, just beating my head against a wall. Uh, but it, it's, it's incredible how most HVAC technicians are really good mechanics I mean, if you need someone to go look at a piece of equipment and figure out what's broken and get that part changed fast, there's nobody better. Like I, I'm in awe when I do ride-alongs. Uh, but what most HVAC contractors aren't that great at is stepping back and looking at the entire house because, I mean, the, the largest part of the ductwork is actually the house. Yeah. When you think of it. Um, and so like the, the ductwork in that picture, that's the return. And so that return is pulling from a place that you don't want to breathe the air there. That's not healthy. I mean, there's got to be mold there. I mean, there's dirt. Um, there's there's the a dead, dead possum. possum there. Come on. Yeah. I mean, it's that's just gross. Uh, but most houses run under slight negative pressure. Yeah. So that is actually what you're breathing all yeah. the time in a house. Yeah, some degree. So yeah. you're, you're breathing air from the walls. You're breathing air that's coming from the attic. Uh, if you aren't bringing in outside air on purpose, that you're getting some of that. And I mean, all the cavities, I, I joke that I spend my time as a house whisperer in the bowels of houses. I go all the places that people don't want to, just the same as uh, the HVAC technicians do. I mean, yeah. you're calling the attics, you're in the crawl spaces, you're in the basements. Like you, you don't see the pretty parts of the house. No, definitely not. Okay, so I just love that picture, by the way. So that's why I brought it up. I loved it too. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it, I, Allison Bales put that on uh, one of his articles uh, uh -huh. years ago, and I saw it, and uh, uh, I knew Stefan, and I, I messaged him like, "Can I use this?" And he said, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, so that it, it's really important. I, and it obviously jarred you as well. It makes you think about the entire house and not just the HVAC. And does it turn on or off when the thermostat tells it to? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I'm a contractor or I'm a comfort consultant or I'm an installation contractor or I'm, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I really like this book. How do I use it in a sales process with a customer? That's a great question. And it's one that we've been fighting to figure out for a decade now. And actually just in the, the, the last month or so, we've put the last big piece in place for it. So the issue has been, we, we offer, you'd call it an energy audit. We call it a comfort consult, mm -hmm. uh, but it involves a blower door test. Sure. And a long interview, and you're, you're, you're fundamentally trying to figure out if a client has issues, is HVAC alone likely to blunt or solve those problems? And you have to understand the shell of the house to get there. The problem is, how do you offer that to clients consistently and in a way that's not coercive? So you're just offering. You're not saying, you will do this and you will like it. Um, you know, we, we aren't going to, to Colonel Klinger or anything like that. <laughs> Um, oh, come on, we're, we're dating ourselves. You know that, right? 
<laughs> I didn't watch that much Hogan's Heroes, but I, I speak German. So yeah. that sort of stuff just cracks me up. Um, uh, but uh, anyway, uh, we, we needed a way where every client that is looking for a replacement is offered that option, but they aren't shoved in that direction. Mm -hmm. And so that required uh, a free quote process as well. And then what we do up front is we, we give people a comfort quiz. So we ask them four questions and the answers aren't yes or no. The answers are on a scale of zero to 10. And the four questions are, do you have rooms that don't heat well? And it's a much longer question, but fundamentally that's what it is. Are there rooms that don't cool well? Does anybody have respiratory issues like asthma or allergies? And are there any moisture problems or pest problems in the house? And if they score low on that quiz, they do a free quote. You know, let's let's just change your equipment out like for like. We'll give you options, good, better, best, platinum, you know, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can replace your system and move on with life. And that's what most people are looking for at the end sure. of the day, like 70%. But we do a good job of educating them. And like I've, I've broken it down now. It's, it, it, have you ever heard the Thomas Jefferson line? It's a, I wrote you a long letter because I did not have time to write you a short one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, I wrote that book and then the HVAC chapter is, you know, 16 pages, which is really pretty quick for what I get done in there. But people aren't going to read 16 pages when they're just looking to replace equipment and they don't understand what the value is. And they got 3 jillion other things going on and their kids are screaming at them. Like they're just not going to. So I managed to jam what we call the six functions of HVAC which are load matching and filtration, fresh air, dehumidification, um, mixing the house, and then humidification. So I managed to jam that into a three-minute video, or I guess it's close to four. Uh, and it, it just leaves people asking questions and beginning to understand that the HVAC is not just there to turn on and turn off. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you ask them these questions, and then they watch a couple minutes of videos, and then you offer them options at a free quote that provide those uh, six functions, if they so choose, at an extra charge with better equipment. Of course. They, they tend to take those options in much larger numbers. In fact, I, I was on another podcast here recently in the clean energy space, and uh, I posted a picture of what our free quote offer looks like on Twitter. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And John comes in and he's like, I am offended that you would even offer me that awful piece of equipment and i just responded john that's what you have that's what 85 percent of people have yeah. um because you didn't understand what the differences were and that's fine like you you were an ignorant consumer when you bought that um there's nothing wrong with that but it is our job to educate people um so th the process basically works you, the first question is, are there comfort problems you'd like to solve? And you have them take the comfort quiz and they fork off to either do a free quote or a comfort consult. And then the comfort consult does enough testing, but not a ton. Like we, we don't want it to be crazy. We, we call yeah. it being a home performance bonehead. This is not a science project. We're just trying to triage people and triage homes. Uh, and the comfort consult helps decide is HVAC alone likely to fix things or do we need to do more planning and figure out some more stuff to do? Cool. All right. Give us the where they can get the book again. It's natethehousewhisperer.com. Very good. So, Nate, thanks so much for joining me today. I appreciate it. It's a great book.
Well, thank you. I'm really glad you enjoyed it. It was it, it was a fun project to do. Oh, very good. And thanks to all of you for joining us. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money, too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.